Well, hello, and welcome to County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're talking with Marla Zemetsky, Wellness Health Promotion and Prevention Manager with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. And we're going to be talking about, oh, I don't know, just a, a minor little topic. I'm, I'm joking here. We're talking about building resilient communities and understanding adverse childhood experiences. Wow. <laughs> that is like a mouthful and like a ooh, head-blown subject matter to talk about. Marla, thanks for being here with us to talk about this and explain to me what we're, what we're talking about today. So thanks. Well, thank you so much for having me on to talk Absolutely. about this Absolutely. important topic. You know, I don't even know where to start. Building resilient communities and understanding adverse childhood experiences. I mean, I guess in a layman's way, even for me, so that I can understand it. What are we talking about here about resilient communities and, and adverse childhood experiences? Oh, boy. <laughs> explain, <laughs> okay. explain so I can understand it. So the bottom line is that ACEs, which stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences, those oh. are the things that happen to us before the age of 18 mm, okay. that have an impact on our on our health and well-being on our physical health, on our mental health. And so that is what ACEs stands for. And we can talk a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. um, and I can explain a little bit more. And there was a study that came out mm -hmm. called um, On ACEs um, by two well-known uh, medical professionals. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the building blocks of this program that we have, um, this presentation that we do around the county called ACE Interface. Okay. So this a ACES, A-C-E-S, Adverse Child... Hood experiences. Oh, okay. E mm -hmm. Okay, E and S for experiences, yep. adverse childhood experiences. Okay. Yep. So that's physical, mental, anything that could happen to a child that stunts their growth, affects their growth, affects them in a negative way? Yes. Okay. Are there, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sure. So what I could do is talk a little bit about the study that this all came from. Okay. Well, um, I was going to ask you if what some examples. What are we talking about here when we're talking about these adverse experiences? So typically when we talk about them through, when we talk about ACEs, and again, the study, there was 10, 10 wow. kind of core um Areas that, and they that many wow um, and there's actually there's actually much more but wow. the original um, when we originally talk when we talk about aces the original is these different categories of three categories of abuse so when we talk about abuse we're talking about childhood uh, physical abuse sexual abuse and emotional abuse then we're talking about two categories of neglect and so when we talk about neglect we're talking about physical and emotional and then we talk about categories of household dysfunction. So that's that hmm. third kind of category. And in that, that's if you're a child that's growing up in a household where there's a mentally, um, where there's mental illness of a parent or caregiver, where there may be substance abuse of a parent or caregiver, hmm. separation, divorce, incarceration, um, and then uh, witnessing domestic violence or interpersonal violence in your family. So those are the uh, three yeah. um, kind of categories um, okay. that make up these kind of 10 when they talk about scores. But that doesn't even consider intergenerational trauma, um, historical trauma. Goodness. 
I didn't realize there were so so many. That, I think that really helps me to define what we're talking about here because I, the first category you said, the abuse category, mm-hmm. I think everyone's familiar with that. Everybody kind of understands the you know physical abuse, mm-hmm. mental abuse, uh, that type of thing. Neglect, you know, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then when you talked about the household dysfunction, mm-hmm. I want to I dive into that one a little bit more because I only caught a couple of them, divorce, incarceration. I think you said uh, alcoholism was, mm-hmm. was one of those. Yeah. Interpersonal violence and mental illness. Yeah. yeah, okay. How? Why? I mean, w- tell me a little bit about how these create these bad experiences. So what we know, and this is why prevention – of adverse childhood experiences is so important Mm. is that your brain develops sequentially. So when you're a child um, and you are in a household where there's household dysfunction, where there is um, incarceration or you're witnessing domestic violence, your brain is adapting um, Mm. at a very young age. Your brain is adapting to those experiences. And so our, our adaptation is experience dependent. And so that has, Im- that has an impact in your social emotional regulation. It has an impact in your ability to focus and concentrate. Mm. It has an impact in your relationship building. And so as you age, you, let's say you go to school or you go, you know, you go to school, you are then met with your your adaptation, how your brain has adapted to the situations that you're experiencing with the expectations then Mm. that society has on you. And so that, as you can imagine, has significant consequences to how you feel, how you function, how other people interact with you, Mm. consequences that you receive. Um, And so the prevention of those adverse childhood experiences, um, which then later, um, science has shown, contributes to physical health symptoms, right? Contributes to chronic disease, Mm. um, cardiovascular disease, heart disease, um, substance abuse, mental illness. Those are all, you know, can be now found root causes Mm. in adversity in childhood. Wow. So uh, we'll get to the study in a minute. Maybe this will lead into it. I'm not sure. But how do you prevent the, you know, how do you prevent these, these ex- not only preventing the experiences, but I'm a, I guess I'm asking a twofold question. If you can't prevent the experience of a child going through just focusing on the household dysfunction category, if you can't prevent it, how do you help them cope or manage or get over so it's not generational. You know, it's not they they learn a behavior and then repeat it for their children and it, it's just a cycle. Sure. So parents <laughs> Easy, are, right? <laughs> yeah. Boy, I wish we could solve that. Um, but what, you know, the what is pre, what is predictable is preventable. Mm. So that's the key. This is this uh, Dr. Anda who's um, did this ACEs study along with Dr. Falenti. I mean, he talks about this all this time. What is predictable is preventable. And if you're a parent who has experienced adversity in, in your own childhood, right, knowing that now, learning about why you um, look at things a certain way, why you react a certain way, understanding yourself in that way without the judgment and shame because you mm-hmm. have developed, you know, your brain has developed that way so that then you can parent 
um, and understand your parenting and, and parent differently mm-hmm. um, is really important. But you, one way of prevention is really um, building resiliences around those core protective factors, and that is through community. It's having uh, the county, um, you've probably heard, um, if not, it's called the Three to Succeed. It comes out of the youth survey. So three you know, competent, um, caring adults, or it's other protective factors too, but other um, core protective factors, if you have three, um, can help you with resiliency. And resiliency, you, you had mentioned, I think, you know, bouncing back. And resiliency, we try to look at it as you're not really bouncing back, you're bouncing forward, hmm. right? You're bouncing forward through that yeah, adversity. And we also talk about resilience is kind of like if you are a surfer, right? You have okay. to, it's that okay. balance. And there are times in your life where you'll be more resilient in certain areas and less in others, but kind of finding that equilibrium and balance. Balance, balance. Yeah. But you do that with supportive community. And so, um, you know, also to answer your question of what do we do, that shows that importance of trauma-informed care, mm. of really flipping that switch. You know, I've talked a little bit about that our brain is adaptive. Mm-hmm. So in when looking at an individual and thinking not what's wrong with you, but right. what happened to you. And if you hmm. come from that perspective of that what happened to you and looking at engaging with people through empathy hmm. um, and support. Uh, so when, you, when you're seeing a child who's having a tantrum, you know, it's, it's, well, what's going on? You know, is it, what's the tantrum about? Do they have um, emotional regulation skills? And if not, how can you help them to build those emotional regulation skills? Hmm. Okay. Tough for, for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> or tougher for some of us, I guess, <laughs> in yeah. dealing with that, ta- that tantrum. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you kind of touched on the resilience the, and re- resilience in the resilient communities because I wanted to, wanted to come back and talk about that. But you interesting, you mentioned the Three to Succeed uh, program with Fairfax County, one of those, um, I guess, the, the three things that are needed to be able to succeed was the the caring community, the the, right. the, the the parents, the relatives, the loved ones involved having someone in a child's life. Right, right. Are there other, what are some of the other three to succeeds? Do you, do you know some of the other, sure. other threes that we need? Um, yeah, I mean, it's having three protective factors. And so what came okay, out of that, factors. protective factors, yep. So what came out of the youth survey was that three or more protective factors in a child's life, they're more able to manage stress, to make better choices, develop healthy habits. And so some of those factors are, as, as you had just mentioned, you know, parents and caregivers that are available to help right? Um, participating in after-school activities, having mm-hmm. adults in a community that they can talk to. Um, so you, you can be somebody at the, at the uh, community center. It can be a coach. It can be a teacher, your art mm-hmm. teacher. It can be, you know, a friend's parents. Right. Um, and then accepting responsibility for their actions mm-hmm. is also a protective factor, learning how to do that. Interesting. Um, and having teachers who recognize and praise good efforts. Oh, well, um, so yeah. it's not the A, it's that effort that you put into okay. it. But having that recognition, um, those are some of the things that actually came out of our own Fairfax County Youth Survey that youth said 
um, is a positive protective factor oh, okay. for the them. The kids themselves kids said themselves, that. Kids themselves, yeah. yeah. And there is a thing, uh, there's a uh, thing, <laughs> there's a <laughs> called 40 developmental assets. That's the way assets. I describe it, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 40 developmental assets that, that hmm. folks can look up. You can Google that, and it'll give you just wow, a whole... 40. 40, yeah. A whole bunch of other ideas of, of protective factors that go into building healthy children, right. youth, communities. Right. That's interesting. The uh, the A is not as important as the effort that went into getting the C, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're talking with Marla Zemetsky. She is a wellness health promotion and prevention manager with Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board and Oh, we just have a very light topic today. We're talking about <laughs> building resilient communities and understanding adverse childhood experiences. And Marla, excellent job so far explaining it in, in a way that, that I can understand. And you talked about ACES, A-C-E-S, which I think stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences, A-C-E-S initiative and this study that you've referenced several times. So let's now kind of dive into that study a little bit and talk about this ACES initiative and and uh, kind of what that means. What that means, sure. So ACES stand for Adverse Childhood Experiences, and there were two um, well-known doctors, Dr. Folletti, Dr. Anda. Uh, Dr. Folletti was with Kaiser Permanente, and Dr. Anda was with the Center for D- Disease Control and Prevention. Hmm. And both of them were working on... Um, Dr. Anda was working with individuals who um, smoke, um, mm. and so um, with you know chronic health issues for smoking, and mm. that knowledge that smoking was bad for your health right. didn't stop people from smoking, from and he was anyway, trying right. to figure out why. Mm. Um, and the same with uh, Dr. Folletti, who was working with women who in an obesity clinic, mm. and women who would lose a lot of weight and then gain it back, and again, he was trying to figure out why. Right. And what both of them um, came to see was that experiences early in childhood had an impact on what was happening really? with their yes absolutely oh. and so they came together and they did the study they did it with 17,000 individuals through Kaiser Permanente and they found that um, aces were common and so um, their landmark study basically looked at those 10 categories that I had um, referenced early mm-hmm. earlier and they found that there was a kind of a Dr. Arianda says it's a biologic dis, um, biologic stress dose. So if you experienced one of those um, adversities that I had mentioned earlier, if you um, had, um, you know, a... um, Divorced parent. Divorced divorced parent, yep. So you would have a score of one. If you had experienced um, neglect, you'd have a score of two. And so they found this dose response. Oh, so each each one is a point. Each one is a point. Okay, okay. And so the higher the score an individual had, then the higher... Um, they were they were seeing with um, chronic disease, substance abuse, wow. uh, mental illness, and so there was really this dose response relationship. And remember, though, that this is a population health study, so it's looking at a population. Right. Right. Um, they found that it was common and interrelated. So if you were have if you had one um, one ACE then you are likely to have another. So you can imagine if you're an individual mm. in a household where there is interpersonal violence, right? Then you are likely to have maybe an individual in your family that um, in that has substance misuse, right? right? Yeah. And so that was groundbreaking for them because they realized that if you were working on 
um, chronic, if you were working on you know, heart disease prevention or you were working on substance abuse prevention, and what was the kind of core of that? Well, it's preventing adverse childhood experiences. And so part of it is mm. systems breaking down this silo because we tend to, in prevention, work on you know, neglect, child abuse, domestic violence. We all have our prevention yeah, yeah. areas. And same thing for folks who are working in chronic disease. And so they realize that if we are working at preventing childhood experiences, we're actually working at preventing anxiety, depression, COPD, um, asthma. I mean, mm. it it's all has a correlation with... Right adversity in childhood. Right. I know you listener listening at home or in the car right now can't see it, but I'm, you know, taking the, you know, the, the old standard <laughs> fingers to the head and going, you know, you know, the, the mind blown here because it's like, really? I mean, that is just so incredible that I was going to say things you don't think about growing up, but, you know, these are things you think about growing up, but I don't know how to express it. These things that maybe you could say, well, they're just part of growing up, they're part of life, that have this long-lasting health impact. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. It is, and it's also incredibly amazing because, as I mentioned before, if you know if it's predictable, it's preventable. Mm, And so it was this amazing discovery from these two researchers that said, hey, you know, they're just kind of trying to shout from the rooftop. Right. Let's prevent adversity in childhood because it's going to impact our brain. It's going to impact brain development. It's going to lead to, um, you know, all of these other social, emotional, and um, community consequences, and we can prevent it. Right. Not to mention the health implications implications. that you you said. Wow. So how do we do that? We know we can't eliminate divorce, alcoholism, you know, incarceration. Be nice if we could eliminate crime and, 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 and that type of thing. Physical abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, you know, how do we prevent, how do we minimize, how do we get to where we solve these adverse childhood experiences? What do we do? (sighs) (laughs) If you knew the answer, you'd, yeah. um, I mean, so first... I think I'll start with just saying the science of empathy. That is one mm-hmm. of the things that right. are that, that we hear often in our in our trainings and the people who, you know, do this work talk about the science of empathy. Really mm-hmm. looking at who are we in relation to the most difficult among us, right? How mm-hmm. are we in relationship with other people? And starting there, starting for a place of empathy and hope. Because I don't know what experience you're going through or what you've been through. So if I can keep that in mind when I'm interacting with you, we can really begin to build connections. Mm. Um, Getting more information, uh, we have, so the ACE interface, so everything that I'm just really briefly touching on, um, we talk about in the ACE interface presentation, which is developed by Dr. Anda. And ACE Interface here in Fairfax County, so they're doing it across Virginia. I should let you know. Every community services board in Virginia has an ACE Interface program. Here in Fairfax County, um, it's a collaborative between Fairfax County Public Schools, uh, our CSB's Wellness Health Promotion and Prevention Team, and the Trauma-Informed Community Network. Wow. Um, And so if you go to an ACE Interface training that 
um, Fairfax County Public Schools or the TICIN, uh, that's a trauma-informed community network is doing, or through Wellness Health Promotion Prevention, we are all working together. Mm. And so that's also breaking down those silos. So gotcha. we are all talking the same language. Um, so come and get more information is really what I would say first. Say, what can you do? Come and get more information. Mm. Come learn about it. And then learn how you can take this back into your community. Right. Um, into your sphere of influence, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we we joke, but not really joke about. You know, do you know the people in the cafeteria, that or your lunchroom at work? You know, you mm. pass people all the time. Good point. Yeah. And so begin to build community that way. Introduce yourself mm-hmm. um, and make those connections because right. really, healing and resilience is also right. about connections. So this ACE interface. Program is it offered regularly by the three different organizations, uh, or is it scheduled? You know, as as scheduled by a, a homeowners group or a you know a different kind of group. I mean, how does that work? So if you go to so you can get to us through many different ways. Mm-hmm. You can Google right. um, Ace Interface Fairfax County, and you should come to the CSB's website. Or you can go to the CSB's website, the Community Services Board, to our website and type in ACE interface. Okay. You could go to the prevention page in the CSB, and there's uh, information on there, and there's a little part that says click here. And you click there, and you can send us request for a training. If you went to the Trauma-Informed Community Network um, on their page, and it will have a link there, too, okay. that will send you to that same page I just referenced. Gotcha. And then Chrissy Cunningham, who um, is the coordinator of the Trauma-Informed Community Network, um, we will get that information and we'll contact you. So if your homeowners association would like us to come and present, we can. Okay. And we'll arrange for the presenters. Okay. Um, so is there an uh, ideal group? that this presentation is is for, like a homeowners group, a civic group, just a a handful of parents at a school that want to have it? I mean, what's the target audience? Absolutely everybody in Fairfax Mm. County because we all – we're, we're parents, caregivers. We interact with children. We interact with people as adults that have been impacted by Mm. adversity in youth. So the idea really is to raise the – What's that saying? Kind of raise the yeah. rising yeah. tide, lift all boats. Something like that, thing, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so we want everyone to have this information mm. about the impact that adversity right. has in childhood and how um, we can prevent or mitigate those those effects mm-hmm. so that we can have a healthy community. Okay. Um, so everybody. So, so is it is it A-C-E-S interface or A-C-E interface? It's A-C-E. So a, the A-C-E is capital. And the S is little. Okay, okay. so uh, ACES. Okay, ACES. Okay, yeah. ACES interface. So just in your favorite search engine, do that, or fairfaxcounty.gov, you can search that. Uh, Marla also mentioned the, the, the other network as well mm-hmm. as the Fairfax County Public Schools, but fairfaxcounty.gov slash ACES interface uh, program, and you can get more information. Um, I know I told you before we started that uh, – it seemed like a long time that we were going to talk, but it's not really. And unfortunately, our time is just about over. Right. So uh, is there anything I didn't ask you, anything you wished I had asked you, or anything you want our listeners right now to know about helping to reduce this um, childhood adverse experience and, and help building resilient communities so that we can uh, make future generations better and better? Um, I would just say we all have a role to play 
because we're human. Mm-hmm. We all have a role to play in building resilient communities and in helping uh, anybody really that's been faced with adversity and particularly mm-hmm. adversity in childhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, so go to fairfaxcounty.gov yeah. and search ACES Interface. And I can read the email address. I mean, I do have an email oh, yeah, address. That to would send be awesome. To. All right. So the email address is Fairfax, F A I R F A X, dash, ACE Interface. And that's A C E I N T E R F A C E at fairfaxcounty.gov. Okay. So not only can you uh, use your favorite search engine, also go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search ACES Interface, but also email fairfax-aceinterface at fairfaxcounty.gov. Marla, thanks so much for being here with us and and tackling a a tough subject and explaining it so very well. Thank you very much. Marla Zemetsky with us, the Wellness Health Promotion and Prevention Manager with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board here on the County Conversation. If you want to get more Fairfax County news and events, visit fairfaxcounty.gov news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.